Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, now joined by the closer, Chris Bancher. What's going on, Chris? Wow, that mic is incredibly off. Something's very wrong. Something's very wrong. wrong. You know what? So That's not not you. I fixed it this morning, and then Carl tried to refix it. And And he re-broke it. Re-broke it. So do me a favor. Bavona, I want you to... I want you to adjust the gain in a massive way. You can just turn it down, I guess. Because I had this fixed perfectly this morning. And now it's all screwed up. Is your mic on under the thing? Under the table. Is your mic on? Well, turn it on. Live radio. So it's a live box. Live video. Oh, there's a box. On. Uh, there was never a box here before. That turned the game down a little that's bit. That's interesting. Yeah, that's why. Eddie he sound right. pretty good now. Oh, yeah. Much better. There you go. What's up? What's that's up? cool. Let's, let's try this again. The closer. Chris Venture. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? I'm going to be very calm today. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, that'll be good for our ears. Because I, I, I had my draft last night, my home league draft. Wait, what did it go to like five in the morning, this draft? No, it started at seven. How long did it go? Till like 11. All right, then, all right, then why did you go to sleep after that? Well, we were at, we were at someone's house, uh, so we ended up hanging out just for a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I knew it, it was, I got home at 1. God, then you can't sleep anyway. Yeah, and I had problems sleeping anyway. So when I got home, you know, Christina was there. She was still up yeah, yeah, waiting yeah. for me. Oh, God. So then you had to talk to her. And I was starving, so I ate. Oh, my God. So by the time I went to sleep, it was 3 like... 3 o'clock in the morning. 2.30. Yeah. This is bad. It's not a good amount of sleep. It's not. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. At least you didn't go to sleep thinking about work. Like I, well, I had dreamed about work, and it's a disaster. Did you? Yeah, man. I, I, wait, I had dreams that FanDuel was terrible today, and everything got screwed up. And I had to re-record, and Frank was going to kill me. Most of my dreams ended with Frank having to kill me. Yeah, and we should fill people in, because you kept saying, leading up until Thursday, I was so petrified. so scared that you're going to get mad at me. I was. At I was so scared. And you and did. you ended up getting more mad Dude. at me. No, I mean, Venture, as my I got- witness, on Friday, you walked in still pissed at me. I got him, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were oh, there. Yeah. From the night before, from yeah. when you yes. kept not giving the no. no Correct. No, I got, all, all night. I got mad towards the end because you took Wilmer Flores. And I wanted Ramon Laureano. And we had extra money. I was telling so my... We would have ended up with Ramon Laureano. Do you know I was... That was the last <laughs> thing that happened. Dude, I was... Really? Tell- you almost I, made it through the whole auction without me getting mad at you. And there was something that happened that you were more mad about than I was. I think it was the fact that you got into a bidding war over Zach Wheeler. I was mad at myself. You were mad at yourself. I was mad at myself. It worked out okay. It worked out fine, how our team came out. So I was mad at myself over that. You were more mad throughout the auction than I was. It was not Wheeler. There was something else I was annoyed that you didn't, like, I asked you a question, you didn't answer quick enough, and we lost out on a guy. I think, I don't know if it was Verlander or somebody else, but I was pissed off that you didn't answer quick enough because you're very analytical. You think and think. And I was like, I got to go, man. It's time, uh, yeah. You need, do you get timed? How, what's well, the, time? the auction. So it's the auction, right? A guy gets so a guy gets nominated, and you hold around the room. 
we, we hear around the room. We gotta adjust your mic again, Chris. Don't get off over there. All right. Um, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. Come, it's not. You. Come park. Come. Come set up shop over here. We gotta. We gotta test that mic though. Well, you sound good now. Talk. How does it sound? Better? Sounds great. Good now? Yeah, that sounds yeah. very good. I'll talk low anyway. That sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. I don't know. Maybe it's just a venture. Maybe I get too you know, close to the mic. You're Italian. You're, you're very yeah. animated. Not, very, not today. Know, loud speaking. <laughs> yeah. so I think, I don't know. Obnoxious. Ah, I didn't say obnoxious. That's all right. You thought it. <laughs> I right. didn't say that. <laughs> um, so there's no so, so, time. So, so anyway, you're so, just bidding. So basically you're bidding, right? And you have a guy sitting there that you back and forth. All of a sudden it's like, all right. Uh, Yasiel, Three, Yasiel, two, one. No, so it's Yasiel Puig going once. Yasiel Puig going twice. Right. Yasiel Puig sold. And it's just like that. Right. And if no one's bidding on when they say Yasiel Puig going once, that's it, man. He'll, he'll, he'll immediately go two and then sell it. Yeah. And I'm like, Frank, I like the spot. I like the spot. I like the spot. And he just like would look at his notes and I understand that. And he goes, and that's it. Yeah. Well, but most, late. most of the time, I would look at you and tell you if I want you to get in on a player. Correct. But there's a guy that I want, and I'm like, Frank, I like this. That's when you go into the notes. Yeah. And yeah, but it's got to it's fit the plan. And for most of the time, we, we stuck, stuck to, the, to plan. the plan. We really we did. Plan, that's and good. We ended up with a lot I, was talking to, I was talking to somebody, I think it was at NFBC, that like, listens to the show. And I was telling the story of Frank getting really mad at me. And at the end, with Wilmer Flores. So... He knows that I want because he listens to our show and he really wanted and he knows I wanted Wilmer Flores. You know, Frank got really mad at me, blah, blah. and he's like, well, "What did he get mad at you for? Did you get Wilmer Flores?" I go, "Yes, that's actually why he got mad at me." <laughs> and I was telling him about Ramon Laureano. He's like, oh, "I had Ramon Laureano last year. I like him. But like, is that what he's really getting mad at you yeah, about?" Right, like, I don't get why you got mad about that. Yeah, Laureano. I mean, it's not like it's. So we ended up a little light on stolen bases, in my opinion, oh, just okay. like self-reflection of the team once it's all said and done. Mm. So at that point, I wanted a, a guy that could maybe give us 15 to 20 stolen bases. So Loriano kind of fit that, that bill for me. And, and he should play every day. Yeah, Wilmer Flores, I mean, yeah, he might bob you know, 20 to 25 homers, but you're not going to give me any stolen bases. So no. I felt like we were a little light on stolen bases, so I wanted Loriano, and I think that's where we needed to go. Why I got mad at Greg, even more so than the fact that we got Wilmer Flores, was the fact that he didn't know how many players we had. I got caught. He didn't know that Wilmer Flores filled out our lineup, and then we couldn't get any more players. That's what I was more angry about than the fact uh, that we actually got Wilmer Flores. So the fact that Greg was not paying attention so, to so, how many players we had. Yeah, so basically, so you have to— I think to, that warrants getting mad at. You have to, in this league, um, you have to fill every spot. It can't be like you have an extra of a certain spot. Mm-hmm. So you have to fill every spot. And we had not written—I don't think Michael, Michael Franco was part of the plan— that we planned out. Like, I know we like, you were interested in him. Yeah. But Mikel Pranko wasn't part of our plan. Mm-hmm. But as the draft was going on, Yonder Alonso was our backup corner infielder. And Justin Smoke went for way too much money, and we got Yonder Alonso. So in my head, we still had the utility spot to fill. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to use that on Wilmer Flores, right. which would have been fine. But what I forgot was that we had drafted Mikel Franco earlier. And that's again, that's on me. Frank's writing that, writing it down. Because I was so focused on our plan. That I, I forgot, I forgot about, about Franco. Franco. I yeah. forgot I forgot I forgot about Franco ultimately. And that was the one thing that we really deviated from. So then I went with Flores and I forgot about the spot. So that's where it was on me. Well that's not that bad. I mean listen, I made a worse mistake last night. What'd you do? What'd you do? I thought that Garrett Hampson was eligible for short, second, and third. Not third. Not third. Not third. I was gonna make him my third baseman. And then I had to go later in the draft and get Eduardo Escobar. You guys like Eduardo Escobar. You do like Eduardo Escobar. I feel like that's a hole in my line. He's our shortstop in our league. That's a good shortstop. I don't like him at third, though. I don't know. I feel like that's, that's my weakest point. I feel like I, I, sh- I wanted to get somebody else. I didn't want to do that. So I made that mistake, and it was too late. It was like the 16th round by the time I realized that, 
oh wait, I don't have a third baseman. You know, like sucks. But I got him in the 18th, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. hopefully he's good. You know, hopefully, hopefully he's good. I, I mean, I he was like good it. last year. So we wanted to kind of break down. We, we talked a lot about the NFBC. We wanted to break down some of the auctions, particularly the guys that you want to know about, like where they went and how much they went for. I want to know about it in your draft. We'll talk about it in our draft as well. So Frank actually came out with a, an article. It's on his Patreon right now. You can sign up. Uh, 10 bucks a month is all it costs you for his draft. Frankings and articles like this. 25 bucks will be your personal slave. You can text him during your draft. And we were sitting there on the set. True story. We're sitting there on the set on Friday. And he was getting texts from guys that have subscribed for $25 to his Patreon. And he's like, I got to respond. Like, they need help. They want to know about certain players. And he had to respond right there and then. And I give Frank a lot of credit. While we were broadcasting, he would shut off his mic for a couple seconds to respond to his Patreon. That's how dedicated he is to you guys. So please, if you are uh, still looking at draft prep and you want information all season long, spend the money on Frank Stanfield's baseball Patreon. It is well worth it. Frankie, our auction. I want to start with Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw, you got good news over the week that he was throwing again. That he was on a mound again. He was going to start throwing to batters. He was going to start getting into rehab, uh, start getting into rehab games. Like, it was all, it was all very positive information surrounding Luis Sever- uh, Clayton Kershaw. I'll get Severino in a second. Clayton Kershaw this weekend. So in our auction, do you remember how much he went for? I was hoping you'd remember. I don't have access to our league right now, so I can't even check it, which is annoying. It was either 14 or 16 bucks. Yeah. In that range. I looked it up. So, we have to, how much? So, mm-hmm. in the NFBC snakes, Kershaw went in the fifth round in one of them. He went in the fifth round in yours, Frankie, the last pick of the fifth round, and he went in the fifth round to Glenn Lowy in the third. Wow. So, he went in the fifth round in all three of these fifteen team drafts. Where did he go in your keeper league draft, Chris Venture? He went in the second round, middle center, second round, the keeper league draft. But it's a keeper league, so that's like the fourth, or maybe the fifth. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you this. 44 players were kept, but some of them aren't top players. Like, no. I kept Eloy Jimenez sure, in the 21st. Sure, sure. So, probably about 40 guys off the board, or, or 38 guys were off the board before the first round begins, really. And then he ends up in the second round. So, right. that's probably, like, around pick 60 mm-hmm. in a normal draft, something like that. So, I looked at his... Uh, his ADP from, from over the weekend, we have all this data from the, the main events, the NFBC main events, and the, uh, all the auctions that they had over the weekend. And his ADP was 74.13 from this weekend with a min pick of 47, a max pick of 94. His average auction value was $17. And the news is good. You're right, Greg. He threw a bullpen. The next step for him is he's going to face live batting practice. I don't think he's going to be in the rotation to start the year. No. Maybe he's middle to the end of April, something like that. I still think there's a lot of risk of where he's going. Um, I'm going to move him back up my rankings a little bit because I had him at 30, so I, lo- I lowered him down the draft or uh, down my rankings a lot because I just frankly didn't worry about him. I, I didn't want him. And there was a lot, there's just like too much to worry about when it comes to Kershaw with. The, back, the chronic back injuries, the velo was way down last year. It was the lowest of his career, his fastball velocity. His strikeout percentage was the lowest since his rookie campaign. So the skills are declining. I just There's too many moving parts for Kershaw right now. I'm out, even at this lower price. And I said in my Patreon article, if you play in a home league and you could get him 20 to 30 picks later than this ADP, if you get him around pick 100, Greg, I'm more apt to buy in on that. Oh, yeah. If I get him as like my SP3 sure. Sure. and I have two safe starting pitchers already on my team, you can afford to take that risk at that point. Get him as your SP3. I agree with you. That's fine. Like I agree. Maybe I jump in there around pick 90, 100. But still at 75, 
Min pick 47, people are still taking him inside the top 50 at times. I can't, I, I can't, there's still too much and risk that's involved the problem, with that. to be honest. Because people are taking him in the fifth round, that means most people are going to have him as their SP2. Yeah. I can't jump in there. Well, some people might have him as, yeah, I guess they'll have him as their SP2. But some people might take pitchers early and have him as SP3. I like him as an SP3, but the thing is, you're going to have to pay for him. Because there's still people that value him very highly, like you're saying. People will reach on him or take him at his current value. 100%. Because it's, Clay, it's Clayton Kershaw. Exactly. And the name. He, the pitchers he was going just ahead of, Greg. Clayton Kershaw, then David Price, Miles Mikolas, Madison Bumgarner, who's another one, Luis Castillo, Shane Bieber. Like, to me, it's if you're asking me Kershaw in the fifth or Bieber in the seventh or eighth, I'll go Bieber every time, man. Those, wait, I'll those, do that every time. Those guys were going near Kershaw in your draft? No, no, no. No, oh. no, 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 These no, no, are no. just the pitchers that are going after okay. him yeah. on the list, but, like, Bieber's ADP was 115, and Kershaw was 74. Yeah, I would So mark- you're getting him 40 picks later. Oh, absolutely. I'll take the savings on Bieber every time. So the thing is, I talked to Brian Ambos about this over the weekend, and he, and he is adamant that he believes that that initial Kershaw back injury, he, and, he's had, and Ambos has had a herniated disc. And he goes, for me, it's like one day you feel great. You touch your toes, you, you, you bend every which way. And another day, your neck hurts. Your shoulder hurts, your forearm hurts, your wrist hurts, you can't feel your fingers. And he goes, a lot of, he, be, he believes, he's not a doctor, obviously, he's just someone that's had a herniated disc. He believes a lot of that velocity loss for a guy like Clayton Kershaw is just on days where he can't feel his fingers. He can't feel it. Mm-hmm. Or something, or it's tingling in his shoulder. And he thinks this shoulder soreness that he's had this spring is because of the back injury. And you thought the same thing, Frank, that kind of everything's related, that maybe the back injury has made him to overcompensate with his, with, his, that, with his, I agree with you, with his left arm. And it's just like, why invest in something like Clayton Kershaw when you can 40 picks later? Draft the hitter there, 40 picks later, so potentially two, three rounds later, get a guy with high upside. Yeah. And that's the problem with Clayton Kershaw, is the upside I understand is being the best pitcher in baseball. But you're still paying for that, kind of. But right now, at that price, you're not getting a big enough discount right. for me. I agree. I, and I know you were, when you were talking to me about Kershaw last week. Last Thursday. You were telling me, you know, I think people are making a mistake. You know, in my home league, I might try and jump in on Kershaw now. But when you talk to people yes. about things like this, yes. it kind of puts it a little bit more in perspective. So 100%. from where you were last week to now, you've changed. I, re- I really have. I, yeah. When I was reading all this good news, I thought you were getting the discount. And we sat at the NFBC and you, saw, you see him going in the fifth round. And I talked to very, very smart people about it that are smarter than me and better than me at this game. And it's just not worth it. it. To me, it's not just worth not just not worth it. Not that I don't want to take shots because I don't have a, a problem yeah. taking the shots on Syndergaard and Paxton. Like that, that's okay. But this is a real risk. This could be two months of absolutely no disaster. Production. Disaster. No production. Yeah. yeah. Like give me the give me the taking a shot on a guy that like Blake Snell that maybe he won't do it again. But he'll at least play. But he's gonna play. <laughs> he's gonna play. Let me get to another injured guy, and, and that's Luis Severino. I was gonna say that too. Yeah. So Severino. Unlike Clayton Kershaw, the news was pretty negative over the weekend, where Brian Cashman came out and said, realistically, we're looking at May for Luis Severino to be back. And I know that's kind of being twisted as negative, but it's kind of what we thought, right? Like, in order for him to build back up, he was going to take a month. He was going to take April. We said best case scenario was like Cole Hamels, and he'd be back the April 20th, 23rd. It's an extra week on top of that, essentially. So it's the beginning of May-ish for Luis Severino. But it was definitely negative news, more negative than Clayton Kershaw. In the NFBC over the weekend, Luis Severino went for 11. 
In the I'm sorry, in the eleventh round in the first draft. Frank, in your draft was one thirty one over the weekend. In your draft, he went in the seventh round, four rounds earlier. In the last draft, he went in the tenth, in the middle. In our auction, he went for fourteen dollars to the guy that was sitting next to us. I remember that. What round did he go through for you? Caps. Caps can't count up yeah, yeah. Fourteenth round cap keeper. Yeah. Where would you have taken if he was available? Where would you have taken Severino, Chris? I mean, with this injury, he drops for me. Because the other thing I don't like that it says is it says just says May. It doesn't say like early May, late May. That worries me. It yeah. could be a long time. And there's no saying with these pitchers. There's no saying that when they come back, they're going to be one fully healthy and good and ready to go and be back to form, back to the Severino that he was. You know what I mean? It might take him. Two or three weeks. So now you're waiting another two or three weeks just to get your what you're paying for. You know what I mean? Or even if he comes back, he has another twinge. Now he gets he gets hurt again. He goes on the DL again for another two weeks. That's a big problem. I don't want to risk that. So he moved down on my board. I wouldn't take him there. But I guarantee you, in my drift, he would have went within the first within round three or round four, right around right around there, like three, I think. Because because guys so, that went there are like Rumgardner, Archer, Keuchel. You're probably right. You're probably right. That's where he would go in that draft. It worries me that they know already now that it's so bad he won't be back. I don't, think it's, so, I don't think it's so bad. I think it's want to be very, very cautious. We spoke to Brad Ziegler about this on Friday, and he said a shoulder injury is worse than an elbow injury for a pitcher. He also said he'd much rather have Severino than Clayton Kershaw. He did say that? Wow. Taking a break. We'll be back with the BFF after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called The IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Weekend Fantasy Update. Football, you know, it's, it's intense. You need to watch football Sunday, watch all the games. Baseball, you can watch the game in the background. Let's do it on the radio while you're doing work in the yard. Now, you think about baseball. Baseball's all romantic with their numbers, right? We love our numbers in baseball, and no, like no other sport. Think about baseball. These players got crucified for doing the steroids, right? All the players that did it. All the congressional hearings. They've done it in football, no one cares. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. No sleep 
Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're live here with you, and before we hit the break, we were chatting about Luis Severino. We were mentioning the fact that Luis Severino, Brad Ziegler, former MLB pitcher, is somebody that suggests you should draft Severino instead of Clayton Kershaw, despite thinking a shoulder injury is worse than the elbow, worse than the back. He thinks Severino is still somebody on the up and up, and that the Yankees are going to be overly cautious to make sure he's healthy for the second half of the year. But for that second half of the year, he's going to be better. Frankie, does that change your mind at all on Severino? Not really, because it's just asking, would you rather Severino or Kershaw? It's just, I mean, if you just put Severino up against guys that he's going around right now, like, would would I rather have a full season of Eduardo Rodriguez or the upside of a Severino. You know, it gets a little bit harder at that point. It's just, I, I think he was just saying if he had to choose between Kershaw versus Severino, he would take Severino yep. there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I had to choose between all three of the injured starting pitchers, and I wasn't even in on him at all, right. I think I would just take the biggest discount on Mike, Mike Fulton-Evich right now. Well, oh, he went way left. too early in this draft. Where'd he go? Oh, that sounds much better, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Sixth round. So in the sixth round, in the NFPC, in your draft, Frank... He went in the 12th in the first draft. Fulty, it's hard with the colors. Fulty went in the 11th. Mm-hmm. In the third draft, he went in the 11th as well. So from over the weekend, Severino was 181 and Fulton Evich ADP was 180. Average auction value for Fulty was $5. Severino was $12. So you had to pay more than twice the amount for Severino and you were getting Fulton Evich 50 picks later. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really a big Fulty guy. I still do think he's talented. Like, he throws mid to high 90s with his fastball. He's got a wipeout slider. He's continuing to work on his, his changeup and his curveball to, make, to, make, uh, to, to get that third and that fourth uh, offering to add to his repertoire. And he has a full season think, under his belt. I still think he's a fine pitcher. I just didn't think that the swinging strike rate added up to, you know, nearly 10Ks per nine. Can he still be a guy who gives you almost a strikeout per inning? Sure. The whip might not be as good, but whatever. 3.5, 3.6 ERA. I understand why people like Fulton Evich. Yep. Before this injury, I wasn't really in on him because I didn't like the price, but now you're getting him at, the, at way, you know, by far the cheapest out of all three of these injured guys. So if I had to choose one of them, I would choose Fulty. I mean, realistically, I probably won't have any of them on many teams, but if I had to choose one based on the price, it would probably be Fulton Evich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I don't want to pay for the, the, the pitchers up, that the are up, injured. The upside, obviously, higher with a guy like Severino. Yeah. Clearly. Definitely. Even over Kershaw. Rotator cuff on your throwing shoulder is just... <laughs> I think I'm taking Severino. Doesn't surprise me at all, Greg. Because <laughs> he's a Yankee fan? Coming from the dude that took Judge in the first round. Well, look what he's doing. It's pretty good. <laughs> you took him over Hopper? You guys took him over Hopper? I, not me. Him. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I took him over Bryce Harper. Yeah, I thought you had Hopper ranked before Judge. I did. I did. Until, until he got hit now in the ankle. I, now I need to change my rank. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> he <laughs> he is don't fine. tell Frank He's that. fine. It looks like he's fine. <laughs> Don't break that. It does. Hey, he's fine. He'll be fine. He's a superstar. There's no, you know. Yeah, Bryce Harper. I mean, look, he goes pick 14 in uh, in in my draft in the first round. I know Modica took him yesterday. I picked 14. Uh, look, there's a lot to like with Bryce Harper, and I, I'm not going to retract anything that I said about him. I was worried because the last image that I had before going into this draft Saturday was you know him rolling down on the ground, writhing in pain. Scary. Hit you know 95 miles per hour right on his ankle, like right on the bone on his ankle. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it came into my mind a little bit, and I'm not going to act like, you know, I'm completely ignoring what Aaron Judge is doing and what we expect from him this season. 
And again, what I said about Judge was the consistency when he's at home versus on the road, he might be a lot better at home. But for Roto, it's just end-of-season numbers. Right. I don't need him to be Aaron Judge every single week. I need Aaron Judge to show Compile up stats. and be Aaron Judge more weeks than not, yeah. which I think he's going to be as long as he stays healthy. So anyone who might be worried about like injury risk, they just see how many games Aaron Judge played last year. I mean, look, he got hit by a pitch, and then he wasn't really the same when he came back. I think he's going to be all right. I think, I think he's past that. I think everything's good. Judge. Yeah, we judge. I, yeah, listen, I, I certainly agree. Well, um, Harper, too. I mean, he returned yesterday. Right. He played designated hitter. We got to see him out on the field. I want to see him running around a little bit. But mm-hmm. Andrew, let's, let's hear your team, man. Yeah, you want to hear the team? Yeah. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. The All close right. is so we, we, we asked Chris when he walked in today, how's the team? He's like, shook his head at us. <laughs> well, I mean, the draft was, that, that was the draft. <laughs> like the actual draft. Everybody was, it was bad. Uh, and long, four hours. So, thought, why is this draft four hours? Because... I don't do a clock at first, right? And then all of a sudden, I did a clock on Clicky Drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept the clock running, but a lot of people ended up taking all the way to a second, and I'd pause it for them, and I did it, like, once for each person. At one point, everybody so got stuck annoying. on one pick, and they would take forever. You know, you know, what, we, you know what we do in our draft? And this shouldn't surprise you, because it's a little quirky, right? So we, I have a timer. I have a minute. We got a minute and a half to draft. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick in a minute and a half, the next person, like the real draft, the next person can draft. Yeah. And it happens every year. Somebody just misses their turn, and you see it go boom, 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 boom. And it's like, oh my god, we just let it We just let the next person pick. When your time's up, your time's up. Yeah, yeah. Somebody made a huge mistake in this draft too. They they took Kenley Jansen. Sure. In the second round, they wanted to take uh, Walker Bueller. Was there? Right. <laughs> and I guess he messed up. I don't know why he was rushing. I didn't put the clock on him, and he yelled at me and said. Oh, I was rushing because I always complain about the people that take too long, so I didn't want to take long, so I clicked it fast. I said, well, then why'd you click it? Why'd you click it then? You know, that's what I said. What do you want me to do? Then already Bueller was gone. Sure. Herschel, everybody else was gone. I'm like, you can't redo that pick now. Then he ended up going with Edwin Diaz in the next round and went with like right. a closer strategy. Might as well just double down. At double that. down on closers, I guess. But, uh, I would never do it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works, but a lot of kids did that in this draft. This draft is very strange. Uh, it very was strange. all over the place. So you're telling me uh, people from, uh, from Bensonhurst, uh, this is how they draft? Well, some of early. them know what they're doing. Some of them don't. Like Anthony Rendon fell to the fourth round, and that's really the sixth round. You were in the same draft. How did you let that happen? I, I, didn't, have picks in, I didn't have the picks in third and fourth. So, oh, Frank, so Frank right. by the way. I was about to say. I would I mean, never have let look, that happen. Look, you end happen. up with Eduardo Escobar as your third baseman. You could have had Anthony Rendon. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. I was so pissed when that <laughs> happened. So, Frank, good news. Uh, now, you know, I can tell the auction values from the other night. Okay. I'm in the league. Uh, bad news. I, I'm still not in the league. You will, I don't know if you're going to be able to get in the league. All right. So not to use mine. This is great. Blame Florio and the league, not me. Yeah, but we could probably just eliminate Florio as an owner now and just... I can't. It won't let me because I'm a co-manager. He's the manager. What website is Why it? can't you just... I I told, I told, I, I'll I, talk to the commissioner. I, we'll figure it out. I emailed him. I emailed him twice already. Yeah. He, he answered you? He answered me once and he talked to Florio. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, what, what's your team look like, Ventura? All right, I'll break it down real quick. Let's go with the hitters. Catcher, I got Wilson Ramos. Very nice. Which was the sixth catcher of those six catchers that we liked. Was last. The last one. Perfect. So I, that was a good for me. Uh, Freddie Freeman, who I kept, was my first baseman. Ozzie Alves, I took in the sixth. You knew he was going to end up with Ozzie. I love Ozzie. Guy. My guy. Uh, third base, Eduardo Escobar. That's where I made That was in the 18th round, though. So I think I got some good value there. Shortstop, Lindor, I kept in the fourth. Uh, outfield, Bryce Harper was my first pick. What pick did you have in the first round? I had the second overall pick. The first guy took Arenado. He had Arenado. He just didn't keep him. And he played that strategy game where he dropped him and redrafted him. And you know who he kept in 
instead of Arenado, Gleyber Torres in like the 16th or 17th. Yeah, so, so that's it was a, a good play. Strategy. Yeah, it was a good play. Strategy. All right, so who did you take Harper over? Um, I took Harper over uh, John Carl Stanton, Noah Syndergaard, Carrasco went after that, Charlie Blackman, Machado, yeah. Euler. I, I, yeah, you made the right choice. He's excited. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm high on Harper this year. Who else you have in the outfield? In the outfield, we got Tommy Pham, baby. Tommy. That's my number two. I did it for Frank. No, I, I mean, listen, I got, I got him in a steal. I got him in, I think, for me, a steal. You can tell Ventures uh, latching on to the BFS. He's only <laughs> one of us. Clearly. Now he's got Tommy Pham. Got him in the eighth round. Love it. It's a tenth round or eleventh round. I mean, that's a great pick, I think, right there. So I took that, and then I went Dahl in the very next round, who I love. Here was the problem with that. I was choosing between Dahl and McCutcheon was there, too. And then smart choice was McCutcheon. No, nah, I wouldn't. I think it's smart choice for McCutcheon. I have Dahl right yeah. there. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah, now I, I feel I a little better about it. I like McCutcheon too, and I would have taken Dahl. Yeah. yeah. I think McCutcheon's a little safer, though. Because Dahl's yeah. always getting hurt, and you, you never played full season. That worries me. Yeah, but he's got. No, nah, I think you made the right choice. I love that he's in college. I have Colorado. him ranked, you know, like 10 spots higher than McCutcheon. So. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Dahl's my third, and uh, my utility is going to be makeshift. I have Garrett Hampson, Eloy Jimenez, and Byron Buxton. So. Yeah, I mean, you could throw Buxton in there until Eloy Jimenez is up. Yeah, right. Eloy like will eventually hitting. be there. Now, this is where... This is where it could get sketchy. Maybe we get a little sketchy here. You ready for this? Greg, I want you to be extremely harsh. Ace, Aranola. Kept in the 10th round. Aranola. Two, Jose Barrios. Three, Joey Lucchese. Gotta get him. Joey Four. Lucchese. He went really early in one of the NFPCs. I had to take him in, the, in, the, in like the 5th or 6th. He in went so early in one of the NFPCs. Yeah, I had to take him in the 6th. make sure you get your brethren. Joey Lucchese. Yeah, I had to take him. I get him. Everybody was taking nah, pitches early, very early. Uh, I have uh, my other pitchers, Kyle Freeland, Luke Weaver, Chris Paddock, Matt Strom, Matt, Matthew Boyd, and then my closers are Michael Givens and Sir Anthony Dominguez. All right, Craig, thoughts? <laughs> I, like how, I like how you say Sir Anthony Dominguez. That, that pronunciation was awesome. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my biggest takeaway. Matt I like Boyd. my closers. I'm okay with my closers. Yeah, closers are right. I'm uh, all right with them. I don't like after I like Nola Barrios Lucchese. I don't like after that. He ended up with Paddock, Greggy, which I think we should try and touch on a little bit here. Because he goes his ADP from over the weekend was one eighty six in the draft that I was in. Our own Matty Modica actually ended up with Chris Paddock. Took him in the fourteenth round. Pitchers who went just after him were Arietta, Kyle Freeland, Hyunjin Ryu, Steven Matz, and then in at the end of the fifteenth, I end up taking Colin McHugh. It's my fifth starting pitcher. So he gets Chris Paddock as his SP5. I, I like, like it. that. In the 14th round, sure. he's climbing, though. He's, it, he, he went right climbing. after Luzardo. Luzardo went in the, in the 14th round. And I saw Chris Paddock. He was going for like eight bucks in auctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, it might not sound like a lot, but. It is a lot. Like Cole Hamels goes for eight bucks. So, I mean, this, this is, is like a. This is a guy Paddock who I have ranked inside my top 40, Wait, 45. Is that true? What? Eight bucks, Cole Hamels, and. Paddock? I know Modica got... Because they're not going in the same area. Modica got Paddock yesterday on one of his auction teams for 8 bucks, And his average auction value from over the weekend was $7. Wow. Yeah. So, other pitchers who also go for $7 included... Rick Porcello. Eh. What? Ross Stripling. Eh. Eh. Who else do we have here? Nathan Avaldi. I'd rather have Avaldi for the same price as Paddock. I don't know. I think people are asleep I like Paddock, but the thing is... Uh, the when is he going to be up? I know he wants he's to starting be in the rotation, in the rotation to start the maybe. Year. And it, he's just going to get capped. It's just not going to have an innings limit. It's not smart from the Padres to, okay, even if he's good enough to be in the rotation, it's not smart to have him in there because you forego an extra year of service time 
where he's under team control. And you want to be able to compete under this Manny Machado contract for as long yes. as you can. So to gain that extra year of Chris Paddock's so eligibility, wait the you wait until like the middle of April. That'd be I don't fine. think, okay think Paddock's going to be up. I think maybe, you know, two, maybe three by the third or fourth start into the season. Personally, we can see Chris Paddock. Lazardo, they might actually keep in the rotation just because the Oakland A's rotation is terrible. Horrible. And yeah. they really do want to try and compete in the AL West yeah. this year. So I'll tell you this. It's, I would rather Paddock stay down in the or not pitch till a month into the season because I'd rather have him at the end than at the beginning. But he's not going to be there at the end if he starts at the beginning because he's going to get capped. He's not going to be able to pitch. They're going to skip starts with him and stuff like that. I'm he's telling probably going to be he's a, he's a rookie. like 130, yeah. 140 innings. I yeah, can't tops. See much tops. That. 140 because, tops. Because last year he only put together 90. 90 innings on the dot. So I'm looking at the, uh, the projections on Fangraphs. They have him for between 145 and 148. So that's actually higher than I thought. No, yeah, actually. Wow, they really like him. I didn't realize how many innings he pitched last year. I thought he pitched less than that. Greggy, what if I told you that Chris Paddock would give you 145 innings okay. of a 3.62 ERA, All right, I like that. a strikeout per inning, Sounds good. right around two walks per nine, and a 1.15 whip? I'd be that's, very interested. That's a top 40 starting I'd pitch. I'd be very interested. That's a top 40 you know, starting pitch. You want to know where I got him around? The pitches out around. I got him in the 15th round, which is later, really. Yeah. And around the guys going around there, the pitchers going around there were Michael Waka, Dylan Bundy, Gross. Sean Newcomb, Ugh. Alex Wood, Alex Reyes, Tuki Toussaint, Matt Harvey. Where did, Liz- guys, where did Lizardo go? These guys in your league. Lizardo went very early. These um, guys in your league, have they ever heard of Chris Paddock or no? I think he flew under the radar. No, oh. but when I took him, everybody was like, oh, great pick. <laughs> like, they did, like they knew who it was. So. Oh, great pick. Meanwhile, great you could have took him like three rounds earlier. You know what I'm saying? Lizardo went in the 11th. In the 11th. All right, so Luzardo in the 11th versus Paddock in the, what, 16th, you said? 15th. 15th. And for most of the weekend, I mean, in the draft yesterday, Luzardo and Paddock went in the same, the same round. They both went in the 14th round in a 15-team draft yesterday. But, I mean, man, based on – and that, that's not just one projection system that's really high on Chris Paddock. Mm-hmm. They're all in the same range. Mm-hmm. Like, they have him between a 3.48 ERA and a 3.77 ERA for the season. And no, nobody has him higher than a 1.17 whip. Yeah, because he doesn't because walk he doesn't anybody. Walk anybody. And he caves so many pieces. Per, yeah, he, he's going to be But here's good. the thing. He's never pitched above double A. Now, he's holding his own in spring against major leaguers, and he, he's making them look foolish. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about that. But again, I mean, he has 37 innings in his career at double A. He hasn't pitched in triple A yet, and he's coming off a year where he only pitched 90 innings. So... Look, Walker Bueller was a guy who last year went from 97 in 2017, mm-hmm. 97 innings between the, the minors and the majors, and then he went all the way up to 175. Right. I don't think that Paddock is going to do that, but for some crazy reason, if the, if the Padres end up you know, in the discussion for like a wild card spot, then they might need to leave Paddock in the rotation. I He's hope so, He's their best yeah. starting pitcher. So it's not outside the realm of possibility because we just saw someone like Walker Bueller do it. Right. But I think if you want to be a little bit more realistic, 140 to 150 innings is more realistic. Fifth, 150 is a lot, too, because he hasn't pitched a but, single game in the majors. I'm looking at these guys. I mean, these guys create projections for a living. Yeah. And they have them and they're for, usually conservative, they have right? They for around 148. They're usually very conservative, so. too. With yes, them. they are. They're very yeah. conservative. So well, that seems like and a lot. They yeah. really they have Paddock projected as like a top 40 starting pitcher right now, according to Fangraphs. You look at what he's done in the minors, it, it's 
If he's off, well, and he's walks per nine last year, zero point nine six in Double A, zero point six nine walks per nine at High A ball last year. He doesn't is, walk anybody. Anybody. This is why he's there, man. And he gets mm-hmm. ground balls too. I mean, he checks all the boxes. What have I always said? Uh, you could give me. It doesn't even have to be a strikeout per inning. If you give me eight Ks per nine, keep your walks per nine to you know the low twos, and you give me a forty-five to fifty percent ground ball rate. Those are all the boxes. Those are the ones that I'm checking off. That's why last year I ended up drafting a bunch of shares of Patrick Corbin and Jamison Tyon because in years past, when they were on, that's what they would give you. Mm-hmm. You know, between eight and nine Ks per nine. They would keep the walks per nine under three. They would give you 45 to 50% ground ball rate. Those are the things that I'm looking at. If I could check Soft those contact, boxes. things like that. Those are, like, because you can get swings and misses. You get enough strikeouts so that you can wiggle yourself out of trouble. Right. You get ground balls that, you know, when you need a, a double play ball, you get ground balls. And you limit the issues that, that could be caused to you because you're not giving Putting a lot people of free on base. passes. You're right. not walking a And lot that's of the problem. Those are all the three things that I'm looking at. Here. A lot of people draft just on strikeouts alone and then taking guys like Robbie Ray who are completely yeah. erratic and who stuff like that. Five, five walks per nine last year. Right. So do you want that, really? Especially in a weekly head-to-head league where you need this guy to be consistently pitching good quality start games. I look for guys that are going to give me a lot of quality starts. This is why I drive Kyle Freeland. I don't know why everybody's sleeping on Kyle Freeland. The guy was uh, great. Last year, like great, and <laughs> there was no way around it. Yeah, but it's Colorado. he did walk a lot. Of, uh, he did have a, quite a few walks. But it's Colorado, the Ventra. I know, but I'm oh, okay man. with that. What about, oh, you didn't end up. I don't care about the Marquez. ERA. What happened? Where's Marquez? Oh, he got capped in the twentieth round. Oh, oh. Well, you would end up. I was upset. You, you would have had him if. Oh, without a doubt. I love the, I love the Rockies this year. <laughs> you could. T- I'll tell you that right now. Rockies, Indians, Rockies, baby. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be the Yankee fan. Yankee fan. There you go. Take our final break. We're back after this. College basketball has reached the climax of the 2019 season, and the Fantasy Sports Network has you covered for all the news and betting information for the conference tournaments leading up to the big dance. Get the latest wagering and prop bet advice every day from FNTSY's top experts and analysts as they prepare you with the best advice in bracketology. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio app in iTunes and Google Play and watch select programming in the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your home for winning big in the month of madness. Rain dance! Make it rain. The Marquette-Murray State matchup, I think, is great because not only do you have the opportunity to see John Morant going at it, but Marcus Howard is also oh, no yeah. kid from Marquette. 25 points a game. These two guys going mm-hmm. at it. Both of these guys can take over a game, and I think that's probably the best battle maybe of the first round in there is watching those two guys go at it. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. There'll be upsets, man, in the early rounds, but I'm just saying ultimately, I mean, we could have a Gonzaga-Duke Final Four, as you mentioned, North Carolina, Virginia. The ACC could ambush this thing and take it over. You've got to believe they'll, you know, who's going to stumble between Duke, North Carolina, Gonzaga, Virginia? I'm looking at you, Virginia, just because of the track record. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
Final 20 minutes or so. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I just told Frank I wanted to drop a player and pick up Johan Camargo. I said no. We're already having issues here. So things going great. <laughs> things going great. This is why I don't have a co-manager. What the hell's wrong with Johan Camargo, man? He's a super utility guy. I can't see the team. How do I see it? You sign into my name. I am signed into your name. So you scroll down to Team BFF and you click it. Uh, I don't see it, though. I, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, there it is. Right. Is it Let's get the free agency together now. Let's figure this out. Why do we have a pink hat that says B on it? Wait, real quick. I haven't changed. So you guys like my changed. pitching? Is that what we came down to? <laughs> oh, you still don't like I it. like Aaron Nola. I like, I like Jose Barrios. Barrios is good. Eh. You don't like Lucchese? Nah. Lucchese's like, got the same play. metrics like, as Paddock. I like Lucchese. He doesn't walk people. He strikes as, everyone out. Not as my SP3. Lucchese's Fugazi. Nice one. <laughs> nah, he's not Fugazi. Nah, he's I think good. Lucchese could be all right. He's not an SP3, but... Uh, he got off to a hot start last year. You, you know what? I worry about Lucchese. He only throws two pitches, really. Yeah, I mean, but he's, he's, he's working on two more. Or he needs to develop those. I want to yeah. see like, what happens next with Lucchese. Because he's got to... I mean, he, his fastball isn't his pitch. He throws Slider. Like he throws like this changeup slider. Yeah, cutter it looks thing. like a slider sometimes, it's, and it looks like a changeup. It's like yeah. a changeup drop mixed with like curve. Yeah, it's like weird. It's really good. It's though. an interesting pitch, but I mean, if you if you kind of just sit on that pitch and you wait, learn yeah, how to hit on yeah, like you know, he's got to develop and a he, third pitch. I want. I would like him more as my my SP four later. I, I know, wouldn't want him but as my I couldn't win everywhere. I won in hitting. Most of the team, I, I looked at all the teams. I have like at least top three in hitting. But you know, points leagues, they're one with pitching stuff. You know that. Yeah, but pitching that's the thing. Uh, the thing about pitching in a weekly that's league, points league. You, you're always uh, mixing and matching. You know what I'm saying? You, you keep your aces you in. You pick up two-star pitchers every week? Closes. That's, uh, that's my dad's favorite strategy. No, no, I'm going to just... Pick, two, up, pick up crappy two-star pitchers. I'm just going <laughs> to... See how that works out. <laughs> I'm going to rotate Lucchese, Boyd, you and told all the me, other guys. You told me you, uh, someone in your league picked up Mike Fires because he's going he's gonna to give you three starts in the first week. because He, he might give in, you three in, starts in, uh, this week, right? Pan two. But you know what, Greg? Is that true, Greg? three really? opportunities to get negative points from Mike Fires. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> this is a, what, when does the week end, technically? 7th. April 7th. So, so it's, it's, yeah. Would he pitch three games? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, even Mike Fires on two starts, I don't. Yeah, I'm really interested. I don't feel, I, uh, really I don't like that very I'm much. I'm plugging Boyd in for the two starts because oh, he's God. acing it. What are you doing, Matt Boyd, man? Drift him in the 19th round. You have to start him. <laughs> He's going to get two starts. Wait, I, I, I got to start him over Freeland, Weaver, Paddock, or Strom, I think. He's got two starts. They all got one. Why, why would I not? Ah, I'm not the Matt Boyd guy. I talk to Nando about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he's very good, but whatever. I'll take the two starts from him. Speaking of drafting, once you're done drafting your season-long fantasy baseball teams and the MLB season gets underway, it's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRotor.com. They're, they're looking to get their eighth millionaire winner. If you're playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel, let Daily Roto help you hit a home run. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package is now live with a lot of alerts and weather updates, fantasy projections, and millionaire creating lineup combos. Save 10% off on winning MLB DFS advice in the early bird special using the promo code FNTSY. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% off early bird discount today. The promo code is FNTSY. S Y. There you go. There you go. Um, all right, Frank, should we talk about our auction now? We got Ventures whole yeah. team. We got a Ventures whole sure. team here. Mm-hmm. Jump in. I, I mean, I didn't know if you were going to get Ian Khan in at some point this week. Oh, yeah. So wave it, How did wave. he do? Because he was he's, uh champion, right? He took, Adel, he took Adalberto Mondesi. He didn't have a single player over $30. Is that correct? I will look at, the, I will look at that right now. Yeah, he was the one who ended up with Adalberto Mondesi. 
But he had he had a strategy that he wasn't going to spend more than thirty dollars. So that's anything. BS. That's BS. What the strategy? He bid for guys over thirty dollars. Yep. So that's not true. Yeah. He bid us up on Ronald Acuna, I think. He, he and, and, and then he forty one, and, and then he stopped. So that's paid, BS. You paid for Acuna forty one. That's good. Acuna forty one. Yeah. Who Matt Mozika, by the way, has ranked higher than Christian Yelich. Wow. Is that true? Yes, he did. He picked him over in your draft. He picked him over him. All right. That makes that makes me feel pretty good. I told you I wanted Acuna over Yelich, Greg. Yelich and Acuna went for the same amount, both at 41. Yes. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, Yelich had the MVP season. Everybody thinks he's probably going to regress. So if you think that, then I guess you could put Acuna on the same level. So the most that Ian Khan paid was 40 bucks. I'm sorry, 30 bucks for Francisco Lindor. And he said that wasn't part of the plan. He was kind of price enforcing, and it fell into his lap. Mm-hmm. He spent 30 on Lindor, 27 on Mondesi. 18 on Chapman, 18 on Glaber, 22 on Gary Sanchez. Whoa. You think Ian Collin likes the Yankees or what? That's a lot of Yankees. <laughs> um, his pitching, his best pitcher, 14 bucks on Herman Marquez, your boy. Yeah. 14 bucks on Masahiro Tanaka. I like the Marquez price. $12 on you, Darvish. The Marquez price is good. Yeah. Frank said that at the time. Like, this is a really good price. So we opened the bidding. We were trying to get knock people out. We went for cheaper than Bieber, actually. So we were trying to knock people out. And we had, there was two guys left in the tier. One was Wheeler, and one was Luis Castillo. So let's get up to Castillo so we get an idea of how much Wheeler will go for. Mm-hmm. So we opened the bidding at 9 for Luis Castillo. Nobody bid. It's all right, going once. Oh, Frank no. and I like, look at each other like, we're about to get Luis Castillo. Which, I would have been I'm hyped. not a big Castillo. I would have been hyped. I'm not a big Castillo guy, but if <laughs> I, you get bucks. him for nine bucks, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well. So somebody bids 10. We'll live with that. Somebody bids 10. All right. Fine. 10 you, don't, you don't outbid, obviously. We don't, yeah. like, we don't You're whatever. Yeah. Going once. Going twice. Sold. 10 bucks, Luis oh. Castillo. Yeah. Great price. And Frank and I looked at each other like, should we have done that? I thought he was going to go for more. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a good price. It's, it's not it, a it's great price. Compared to where Zach Wheeler went for $15 more? Well, everybody's high on the Wheeler thing right now, I feel so like. So do you think there's that big of a difference between Luis Castillo and Marquez? Because you have $4 savings on Castillo. Castillo goes yeah. for $10 and Marquez goes for I think for there is a big difference between Castillo and Marquez, yes. And Shane Bieber goes for 14 to the same team, actually, and Luis Castillo goes for 10 I don't know if there should be a $4 Shane difference. Shane Bieber, I, 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 like I Bieber think it's on that too. level with Marquez. Yeah. Like, he might even be better than Marquez, but I don't but know I have them all ranked in the same area. I have it Bieber, Marquez, Castillo, in that order. Like, 21, 22, and 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People went very high in my drift, too. I mean, listen, Bieber could be... We all like Bieber here. I think he deserves to be up there with those guys. But likes, Marquez already did it for him. Greg actually likes thing. Justin Bieber more than Shane. I do. <laughs> Justin guy. I, I'm so a, venture, I like Justin, Justin, Justin Bieber. Justin guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a few songs. My girlfriend loves Justin Bieber. Everybody loves Justin Bieber. Yeah, but it's because, because he looks like you. No, not really. You don't <laughs> like, he looks more California, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's Canadian. He's more Toronto. I'm more Toronto. Okay. There you go. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. There you go. Um, Blonde hair. All right, so the rest of our team here, Frank. Let's see if I can find it. All right, we executed a plan. I don't know if you were here, Venture, we were making the plan. I don't, actually, you weren't. We did it in the afternoon. So we got our catchers. We spent $5 on our cat, two catchers combined. So the plan was that. to get our catchers for $10 or less. We only spent $5 on our catchers. So who are we our catchers? Got Wellington Castillo, Beef, and Beef? Francisco Mejia. I love Mejia. Castillo for three, Mejia for two. Mejia was Mejia. my guy. Castillo was our backup. All good. Mm-hmm. First base, we really wanted Matt Olson. We got Matt Olson. 16 bucks. I like it. All right. um, our second baseman, 
Now, this is interesting because I had we the plan was to get Robinson Cano. And the name that I kept seeing out there was Scooter Jeanette. This is one of those times I wanted to bid, and I was asking Frank to. So Scooter Jeanette was at 10 bucks. Yeah. And Actually, I, Jeanette went after Cano, though. Oh, he did? Yeah. So we already had Cano, and then oh, that's I'm when sorry. you looked at me, and you were like, ah, that one hurts. Why well, would it happen? Right. So we had Cano for 15 You got Cano then for 15 Jeanette went, and he only went for 10 And I was like... Uh, I'm, okay, I'm okay with though Cano, listen, I think Cano could have a monster year on the Mets. So do we. We like Cano. He's part of the plan. Yeah. Like I, I think he could do better than Scooter. Like Scooter's like he's good, he's solid. But no, Scooter's really. He's good. capped I'm out. I'm so sick. Of, no, he's not. He's capped out. He's not doing better than what he's been doing. I'm sorry. He's but what just he's not. been doing is amazing. It's good. Yeah. Two eighty plus batting average, twenty two to like twenty five home runs. He's twenty eight years stats. old. He's in the prime. You love these good kind of guys. Stats in the Reds lineup. Yeah, no, he he gives you a, a little of everything. He's solid all around. He's better I than agree. Cano. I mean, Cano's sketchy because of injuries. So? I have I, I, I have my right you have Cano higher or Jeanette? I have Jeanette ranked slightly higher. Right, because he's better than Cano. But I think but they Cano has higher players, side. though. Well, they're in the same tier. Yeah. I'd rather have Jeanette. I think the re- reason why people put I mean, Cano for, lower. For, for, for $5 less, yeah, I agree with that. You're putting Cano lower because he's, he's been hurt, he's old, he's yes. got a lot of risk, yeah. Yes. But when he plays, durable. He's, a, he's a better all-around hitter than, than just maybe not. Maybe not at this point in his career. Maybe Craig, not. Maybe Craig, not. Who did we talk to over the weekend that brought up a good fact about uh, Robinson Cano now that, you know, he got the PED suspension, they were actually questioning whether or not he was using PEDs for a long time in his career Brad Ziegler said to, this. to, re- stay healthy, to stay remain healthy. durable for that long. So uh, now he thinks he might actually maybe like, like one year older Robinson Cano. He's now off the PEDs now because he had the suspension last year. Who's to say that all of a sudden he doesn't get a little more injury prone now? Right. Or if he gets nicked up, he misses a few more games because he's been an Iron Man before last year. Mm-hmm. He played like 145 to 150 games every single yeah. season. I mean, he's always in your lineup. Mm-hmm. There were there were some questions about. Yeah, all question, right, well, yeah. was he using PEDs to stay healthy? Like like HGH, what Andy Pettit did theoretically, right? Yeah, and because he's old, I understand that. But like, look at like Marte got suspended for the PEDs, came right back, hit 20 homes. You know what I mean? Like, and when Robinson Cano came back last year, we looked at it. I mean, the production. We were very was really concerned good. with it. He was awesome when he came yeah. back. So. I don't yeah. think you did too. You did anything too wrong. Like, you Listen, know. In, my, in my rankings, I have them back to back. I have Jeanette and back to back. And four dollar, five dollar difference. It's whatever. a big difference. Like, you don't think that's a big difference? When I guess it doesn't draft, sound like you're it, in the right? draft. Yeah. yeah, it's such a big difference, man. Is it? Now, not for us because we we stuck to our plan so on point that we had money left over at the end to go out and get our guys later. We spent three dollars each on our last two players. We didn't have to get the one dollar guys. Mm-hmm. So. And that's because we were really stuck on the guys that we wanted. So we had a lot of, the way the draft fell, mm-hmm. we had a lot of money left over. We, played, we didn't play bully, but we, we were able to get who we wanted. Yeah, we ended up getting Jesus Luzardo for $3. And when yeah. I look at the, uh, the NFBC, NFBC average auction values from over the weekend, Luzardo went for 6 So, And I've seen a few drafts where he went for, for $8. He had a max bid of $9. That's where the money so comes to play at the end of the draft. We got Luzardo for yeah. $3. We got Luzardo for 3 and Paddock, just for the reference, for record, uh, went for 2 in this particular wow. auction. Yeah, and we were already out by then, so we couldn't get Paddock. Yeah, yeah. We already filled out our, you, our you starting roster. Yeah. So continuing our, our third baseman. You know what we should have done, actually? What's up? Wait. Man. We should have got Lozardo and Paddock, you know, I realize now. Yeah. We threw out Aaron Sanchez as, a, as our last pitcher for three bucks. So he wanted. Like, I wonder if he asked you. He wanted. Yeah, yeah I'd but I, I think Paddock. it's because I didn't realize that Paddock was still available. Oh, we knew that. We should have just thrown out Paddock for three bucks and think we could have got him. Imagine we would have had Luzardo and Paddock. I don't think at that time for three bucks you might have. We might have. We might have. Might have got him for three bucks if we just threw him out there. Maybe not. Yeah. 
Um, our third baseman is Justin Turner, who mm. we both love. Yep. Shortstop, as we said, the shortstop was tough. A lot of the guys we wanted at shortstop. How much you pay for Turner, though? 13, 13 bucks. bucks. You went for actually cheaper than what we got Cano for and cheaper than what we got Matt Olson for. I mean... And the crazy thing was we wanted Justin Turner I, or Miguel Andujar, and Andujar went for $24. Could that be that big of a price no. difference? $11 more That's for Andujar too much, yeah. than Justin Turner? That, yeah, they paid too Pretty much crazy. for Andujar, yeah. Yeah. Um, our shortstop, as we said, is Eduardo Escobar. We spent five bucks on Escobar. Our corner infielder is Yonder Alonso, two bucks. And we stole that from Nando and Dane, which is great. <laughs> they were very mad at it. They were very mad because it went going once, going twice, and we were like, two. oh, crap, two. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that was that. And then our middle infielder um, is... Don't say. Wilma Flores. Oh. Wilma Flores! Boo! One dollar, one dollar, one dollar, Bob. There you go. Uh, outfielder, our highest priced player was Ronald Acuna at $41. Second outfielder is Victor Robles at $19. Third outfielder is Andrew McCutcheon at 12 which is exactly the plan. Fourth outfielder was Austin Meadows, part of the plan. And the fifth outfielder, now we really wanted Domingo Santana. Frank went to the bathroom for Domingo Santana. And... I didn't know how much you oh, wanted. No. To, I didn't know how much you wanted to spend. In all honesty, you went to the bathroom, man. Because we had talked. I was drinking a few beers. <laughs> I broke the seal. Because we were talking. We, we were talking about spending about four bucks on this guy. So we went to four. Yeah. And I went over that. I went to five. He went to six. And you I stopped? didn't know if Frank wanted yeah. to go seven. And he went for six bucks. That one hurt. When I came back and he told me, man, Domingo Santana went. I was like, ah, oh. he was part of the plan. And then when he told me who he <laughs> went to, of- I was like. Oh, he went to Ronis. Ronis, anyone he drives is amazing. Oh, yeah. I love Ronis. His team, these <laughs> no, deals. Oh, my God. I, I love Ronis. Ronis bit us up for Zach Wheeler. So, yeah. look, we had, a little, we had a little rivalry with Ronis in terms of bidding. And then we ended up beating him in fantasy basketball. How about that? You got your revenge. Well, kind I would of. still... No, I'd rather win than get Domingo Santana. I would have rather had all of them. I would have rather got Domingo Santana and won. That would have been great. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I mean, that's a decent, know, pretty decent price, how, too. Greg didn't know how much I wanted to spend for Domingo. I don't know. You were going, willing to go higher than six. You I would have went, went seven. One more. I went I seven, yeah, seven. I, if he would have went to eight, I wouldn't have And knowing how the rest of our draft turned out, like, I wish we did, obviously. Yeah. So our last I mean, out- Marwin Gonzalez is not bad. So, our last, so Marwin Gonzalez... That's a big difference, though. <laughs> Between him and Domingo. So we hey, want, man, twins lineup. We're so, all in. So ideally, we wanted Marwin Gonzalez to be like the middle infielder, which we still can do if we get another outfielder at some point, which I'm sure we will. Like Tyler O'Neill plays, like that'd be great. That would work out really, really well we for to, us. We got Tyler mm-hmm. O'Neill in the reserve. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill in the reserve rounds. Um, the utility players, Mikel Franco, in that lineup, we thought was like a sneaky buy. We thought mm-hmm. yeah, three bucks. So. Power. We got him for cheap. Our starters, our number one starter is Trevor Bauer at thirty-five dollars, and unfortunately, Bauer was literally the last ace off the board. So you had to do it. We had to. Yeah. And what it, was the plan? In hindsight, hindsight. You know, we, wanted, so the, we wanted Garrett Cole. We wanted he went for 36, so we weren't willing to go to 37. Mm-hmm. And then Verlander, this Cinder, one so then it was Syndergaard we really wanted. Yeah. Syndergaard was at 35. Yep. Bauer, we got at 35. was the same price. It was fine. But what really hurt what we was wanted was We wanted to pair Syndergaard with Bauer. Remember that? Yeah. We were trying for it. But, I mean, I think, you know, the way that it all turned out. Okay. I would have paid 36 for, for Syndergaard. I would have paid it. He went, he went $37 to Chris Vaccaro in one of the auctions this weekend. Vaccaro do- loves Garrett Cole. He loves Syndergaard. I think he ended up with the entire Mets pitching staff. Yeah, he did. Besides DeGrom. He did. He had, he had Syndergaard, Syndergaard, Wheeler. Mats and Wheeler. He had Mats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had all those guys. So. so we drafted Bauer at 35 We thought we got a really nice deal on Jack Flaherty at 21 We were really nice excited about mm-hmm. that. And then my eyes got big with Zach Wheeler. And I got in the bidding war with Ronis. We paid 23 for him. 
I think you got to pay at this which, point. Which, though. Yeah. as it turns out, we like our pitching staff. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, I love the pitching staff because then we rounded out with Musgrove at five bucks. You know, I That's love Joe Musgrove. Zardo at three, so we're gonna have that upside once you know whenever he's in the rotation. Aaron Sanchez, who could be good again. You if, don't know if he can get past these you know finger blister issues. I was actually watching him pitch yesterday on the mound, and they were talking yeah. a lot about this that you know he hasn't had any issues so far. The velocity ticking back up a little bit. Um, he's just got to stay healthy. We've seen Aaron Sanchez's upside in the past, so you know if he, you're getting him as your fifth or sixth starting pitcher, right. I don't have a problem with that. Take a chance on it. The only thing I don't like, I think his velocity has gone down the past three years in a row. It has because yep. well, that's yep. because he's pitching through injuries. So right. the past two years, he's been hurt, so mm-hmm. it's affected his velocity. I can't disagree with that. You know, it's, but, but you, it's if, he, if you can avoid these we blisters, we, messed and, like, up the probably, we probably messed up on the paddock thing. Yeah. That's okay, though. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing gonna mess we, up. if we can have that back. But we get Wade Miley and Michael Pineda on our bench as our reserve round starting pitchers. Like, we both like those guys. Wade Miley, off to a nice start in Houston mm-hmm. with the spring training. Everything that they touch turns to gold. Michael Pineda, he's always I'm, had upside. I'm not Let, on Let's that see one. what he could do. I'm not on the Pineda one. I, I can't. I can't, then, I, look, I can't knock people. If you've been burned by Pineda be, before, I understand. I it. haven't even been burned by him, I, but I know yeah. in the past, you know, like just he's always getting hurt or just you know not performing. Yeah. And I've then, never seen. A- and then as the closer, uh, we had Roberto Asuna at sixteen, which we were pumped about. Jordan Hicks at five bucks. Like, All right, cool. Yeah. And then Cody Allen at seven. So we got, I, I like that. Three really potential closers. Right. Uh, this is awesome. Solid. This is great. Tomorrow, more draft prep. Frank and I have a draft. I have two tomorrow. It should be fun. Right. Chris Venture, Matt Ladika, Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. Thanks to everybody downstairs. Have a wonderful night. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.